0: Ben Spur, who is the transportation reporter for the Toronto Star, has been on the program before. He just wrote a column, uh, and I think it's important that everybody hear about uh, this column. Whether you take uh, public transit or not, this could pertain to you because this is about Toronto's Up Express, the train that goes from Union Station all the way up to uh, Pearson Airport, And I think it's an important addition to the city because every major city that you land in has some way, usually um, a rail system, to get into the heart of the city from the airport. Now, the Up Express opened in 2015. And according to Ben, Metrolinks hasn't charged a single customer on the airport rail link for not paying their fare because they can't do it. There's a loophole. So you're to, here to talk about the loophole, Ben Spur. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for being here, Ben. Okay, so first of all, how did this come to your attention that there's this loophole?
1: Uh, basically, I filed a Freedom of Information request for some documents related to the UpExpress, and um, it was basically spelled out in a report um, that Metrolink was working on last year that was uh, trying to find ways to uh, what they describe as maximize revenue from UpExpress because... Um, as you might remember, uh, they originally launched the service with some pretty expensive fares. No one took the train, so then they... It was like
0: something $28 or something? The, yeah, twenty seven fifty, I think it was.
1: And then they slashed the fares so that more people could ride, uh, and so that, that increased ridership. But... Um, It also meant that the service that was supposed to be, uh, like, uh, operated on a cost recovery basis no longer was was actually going to do that. So they were were drafting this report to kind of look at ways to uh, increase revenue from the service. And one of the recommendations in it was to uh, find a way to start finding people for Fair Vision because they haven't uh, been able
0: to do that due to this uh, technicality. So, Ben, you're an investigative reporter. So do you know what you're looking for when you ask for these documents? Um, not specifically. You sort of have a,
1: a sense of um, what could be in them um, and, and that there'd be some uh, matter of public interest, but um, sometimes it helps to cast kind of a, a broad net and then you, you uh, get uh, hundreds and hundreds of pages of documents and somewhere in there is uh, some interesting things like this.
0: So, Ben, what is the loophole? The loophole that prevents Metrolinks from actually fining people if they do not pay to ride on the Up Express. So
1: basically, what it is is that, um, as you might know, the TTC and most other public transit agencies have bylaws, right? They, they draft these rules that you um, to govern uh, the, people's behavior on the transit system. If you break the rules, you are able to be fined. Um, MetroLink has never written bylaws for the Up Express, And that's because at first they didn't have the ability to. Uh, it's, it's a legislative issue where uh, when the Up Express was first launched, it was supposed to be a private uh, uh, kind of endeavor. And so it wasn't included in the provincial legislation that lets Metrolinx do all kinds of things and, and run its transit system. Um, that's since been changed. Um, but so they just... But they still haven't actually drafted these bylaws that lets them set rules, um, to, and and I should say that MetroLink says they have other ways of enforcing fair rules. They can call in their transit officers to the Up Express and have people charged with trespassing, for instance. Um, but they don't have this like routine that's
0: going to put a great taste in your mouth for riding again. <laughs> yeah,
1: and it's just like they don't have this kind of routine ability to have fair inspectors out there issuing fines and acting as a deterrent, um, and and that's the kind of thing that that makes people pay their fine even if they're. If Pay their fare, even if they're not actually stopped by inspectors, and um, so this whole problem of fare Vision on Up Express—they've estimated this costing them about four hundred thousand dollars a year.
0: Ben, you get like really nerdy on the transit file, and I understand the reason why you do, and I think it's important mm-hmm. that somebody does because I think a lot of us just don't have a lot of time for this. But bring us back to this public-private partnership. It was originally with SNC Lavalin. Where have we heard that before? Why yeah. did it? Why did the um, government take over?
1: Um, so to be to be honest, was before my time reporting on this, piece. so I, I'm not. It, basically, my understanding is that um, they were in negotiations for a while to come up with some deal that was accessible to both sides. Um, but it came down to I think a problem with the the financing. The the uh, province uh, couldn't agree on uh, on the financing uh, mechanism or, or the financing process that SEC took uh, put forward. And then that put the government in a tight spot because they'd included the, uh, uh, plans for an air rail link as part of their uh, bid for the pan am games in 2015 so suddenly in t- uh, 2010 uh, you know this deal with snc fell through and so metrolinks had to set up this uh, this project uh, in pretty short order to be sure uh, to be sure it could open by 2015.
0: now uh ndp transit critic jessica bell in your article you said that she is saying that Finding fare evaders on the TTC is a go. So is finding uh, people on the go that don't pay. But the Up Express, which is designed to cater to business travelers, is a double standard for uh, the transit riding public. Do you think it, it, the government's running a double standard here? Or is it just that they, this somehow fell by the wayside the fact that they can't find people that are not paying fares on the Up Express?
1: Well, you know, I don't. I know that it's clear that they've known about this problem for a while and and haven't fixed it yet. So, you know, they tell me it's a complex process to to draft bylaws for this kind of thing and so you know I, it's tough to evaluate that but I, we do know that they've known about it for for quite some time um and then haven't addressed it whether you know there are reasons like it's a smaller service than go so obviously if they if they if they didn't find people on go for for not paying their fare that would be a much bigger problem um so maybe they just think this is not a huge issue but that said they have been trying to find ways to to increase revenue on up express so it, it's not really clear to me why they haven't done it yet other than that it's they say it's a complex process to do um but yeah you know if you if you get caught on the up express right now without a fare if someone comes around and asks you if you have a ticket and you say no you're offered that chance to buy a ticket on up express you don't get that on go transit they have a zero tolerance approach they say if you're if you're on go and you don't have a ticket you get a hundred dollar fine right there so i mean i think that that's um to any reasonable person i think like a, a double standard or at least a different standard
0: all right. Let's talk about how many people are taking advantage of the loophole on the Up Express. Do they have numbers in their little review?
1: So they found that about two percent of people probably were not paying their fares, which is not a not a horrific number or anything like that. They say that's kind of in line with industry standards. Um, I, I, you, of course, you kind of wonder uh, now that this is public knowledge whether or not that that might change. Um, but, uh, also the, this review did note that, um, there were just a, a bunch of different problems with trying to ensure that people paid their fare on Up Express. Um, the trains are a lot more crowded now that the, uh, that the fares have been reduced. And so the, the person checking fares on the train, um, often can't even get from one end of the train to the other. It's a pretty quick service too. So they don't have a lot of time to check at every station, uh, whether or not someone is paid. And so this review did find that, um, some people, uh, riding, were aware that um, that it was difficult for MetroLink to check their fares, and they actually told MetroLink's employees, uh, "I didn't pay a fare. I don't intend to buy a fare." And the- oh, there's
0: yeah. got to be a lot of people taking advantage of it, then. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's it's tough to say. Um, yeah, the, the number, the only number that I've seen is two percent. Um, but uh, yeah, as I say, that uh, that might change now that people know more about what's going on.
0: And that works out to how much dollar-wise annually?
1: Uh, they said four hundred thousand dollars a year. It's
0: a lot of money. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's uh, if two percent of people waiting on the TTC is millions and millions of dollars, but uh, Up Express is not a not a, as a service, of course. So it's a little less money, but yeah, it's, it's a substantial amount of money for sure.
0: Have you spoken to uh, the uh, Ontario Progressive Conservative Transit Minister about what they're going to do here?
1: Yeah, they they said um, they gave me a statement from uh, the Transportation Minister Caroline Mulroney's office that basically said, um, you know, that they believe that Metrolink is taking this seriously um, and that they're looking to to draft bylaws. What? It's been
0: three years. How seriously can they be taking it? The bylaws Uh, still are not here.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and again, I you know I don't know how complicated it is to, to draft the bylaws, but they they say that they're working on it, and um, in the meantime, they have these other measures in place, such as uh, charging people with trespassing. I have.
0: can't be the only person thinking. Well, how different can bylaws be from one you know uh, government transit system like Go Transit to the Up Express? Wouldn't they already have a template?
1: Yeah, you would think so, and, and I think what struck me about this story as well is this just seems like a pretty fundamental thing to have in place. Um, regardless of how difficult it is, um, you know, the, the, as I say, the TDC has these bylaws, uh, other public transit agencies do. So you just sort of would expect that it's something that they would pay attention to. And, um, you know, if they're not paying attention to these kind of basic responsibilities, you kind of wonder about, um, you know, how, how they're handling this whole service.
0: Yeah. Boy, oh boy. Thank you very much, Ben. I appreciate you joining us on the show to talk about uh, what you've learned. Thank you so yeah. much. My pleasure. Have Thank a you. great day. That's Ben Spur. He's Toronto Star uh, transportation reporter. You're listening to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. It's the Kelly Gutierrez Show.